0: Next stop, Crazy Town. Stay clear of the closing
1: doors. Hello everyone, welcome to Crazy New York Stories. I'm Lance Weiss. I'm Oscar Colazzo. And I'm
0: Jason Salmon, and we're coming to you from the world famous comic strip live. Hey! Alright, here we go. Hi everyone. <laughs> we're
2: back oh, here. Oh, Crazy New York Stories. Welcome everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: That's very sexy, the way you greeted everybody. That's I feel how like, I, uh, that's that's all I do things. That's how it happens. Me. Yeah. Not, well, it's all right. Not yeah. everybody's going to be aroused by Oscar's vocal tones. So uh, now that we're all creeped out by my description of it, let's bring in our guest. Woo! Very yes. funny guy.
1: He's an old friend uh, of mine.
0: Old friend of yours. Yeah. He's, he's an... He's been a friend for a long and time. And a current friend. Right? old that okay.
3: current friend of mine. We, we've been friends for a while, <laughs> We have been. <laughs> we have Justin been. Silver. What's yeah! Up? yeah. Oh, and I was aroused by Oscar's intro. I was. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you. I, I know I'm not supposed to bump the table, but I'm bumping it from the bottom. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Being this close. <laughs> that creep This close to Christmas sexiness. I'm Jewish. It's okay.
1: Justin, you're from where originally for our listeners?
3: I'm um, from this island, man. I was born in New York on this island, moved out to Queens, and lived back and forth between Manhattan and the, Manhattan and Queens up until I was uh, a teenager. Yeah. And I got shipped to uh, school for fucking reform school. Did you really? <laughs> what did back- you do to get shipped to reform school? I was like, I was, uh, I was just like a horrendous student, and I didn't give a shit. You know what yeah. I mean? I was just kind of like one of those like troubled kids. And I went to art and design, which is, like, a specialty school for artists because I was, like, a good graffiti artist. And as all that as a that. younger kid. Yeah. And then, and then I stopped going to school. Like, I didn't show up for, like, 30 days. I would get on the bus. Like, my mom would put me on the bus. Like, we'd get on just the city bus to go to the city. And then I'd get off at the next stop and then just cut school and, like, not go. Or I'd go to school and then, like, right at lunch period, just leave and go hang out. I just didn't <laughs> want to go to school. You know what? I... Oh my god That's so
2: interesting First Where Quick question Where did you get Shipped off to
3: I got shipped to this boarding school in Massachusetts that got ended up like later getting shut down for just so many counts of child abuse and shit like that really? oh wow yeah and like were pedophilia you? no no I never got I would I, like listen there was so much crazy shit that went on there that I was absolutely like affected by it but nothing like I didn't get like inappropriately touched in any way but those were like one of the hundreds of counts of like child abuse and shit that really? it was like it was like that movie Sleepers basically Jeez.
2: dude that's insane it's nuts I, I, I will mention this going back to what you said which was immediately right off the bat I'm like that's that's such a New York City thing. For you to A take the city bus. Yeah. Because we're from suburbia, a lot of our listeners are from suburbia. You have a, a designated school bus that goes to your front door or the corner. No one in their <laughs> right mind Dude, we used to, would ever take the city bus I to their the high sub- school. I used to take the <laughs> subway I used to take the subway to school. But even even more so, yeah, and that's a very New York City thing. But even more so is for you to go to school for a little bit and then just leave. Just leave. Because <laughs> you, can, you can lose yourself in the 8 million people here. Whereas if any of us or anyone else anywhere else goes right. no to, to go. school and then just leaves, they're like, why is there a, an 8-year-old at the mall at 1130? Uh, no,
3: I was, I was a teenager at this point. All
2: right. Even, even still, still, it's like, why? Right why w- yeah. If, if it's 1030 know, it's in the 12, morning. 12, 12. 12, whatever. You know, it, it's 1030 in the morning. Right. And then you go to the mall. Well, like Where else are you going to go? That's at? a good point. Yeah. When right. yeah, when I to when like... Yeah. When you know? I see
0: a 12-year-old in, in the city during the day in New York, I'm like, that guy is a genius. He's probably a small business owner. That's what's <laughs> going on there. That's I what yeah, I assume. I don't even... I'm like, like, I'm like, there's a story there that makes sense. But, but we're know.
2: surrounded with so many people that I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's probably just a day off could or be a whatever. Tourist, you yeah, could, yeah. Dude, But like everyone got... in suburbia knows the school calendar dates, yeah. and Listen you're to the... gonna
3: know. Oh yeah, dude. We would like, you know, when it's lunchtime, you just go like like Art and Design is on 3rd Avenue and 53rd Street. You just, when it's lunchtime, they're like, yo, just go, go, go to the boat, like, go eat, go to a restaurant, eat. And then when I got, and then after I went to this boarding <laughs> Such school, that's an adult thing to do. After this, after I got sent to this boarding school, right, I didn't go to, they didn't, like, classes were like a privilege you had to earn there. And I was always in like, the the fuck up kids section so I never went I didn't go to class for two years so my mother yeah so my mother goes there was this cool boarding school up in a brownstone on 72nd street she's like I'll send you to this boarding school so I made up for three years of high school in this one year and it was 87 87 kids in this school it was just a brownstone for gym it was right on Central Park West we would just go to the gym we would just go to Central Park and go play in the park and like throw a football (laughs) around like that was gym (laughs) that was gym class and then afterwards like it was all it was we were right by Sheep's Meadow so everybody is called like the Meadow Kids like, yeah. well, where, the, if people don't know, not from New York Sheeps Meadow
1: is. A, Sheeps Meadow is a
3: big it's really called the. it's the Great Lawn in Sheeps Meadow right by where the John Lennon imagined thing is yeah. Yeah, right yeah. in Central Park so that the school was right off from there so that's was, more towards the west side Yeah. on the west side from the west so there side. were the kids who went to Humanities that was one school the Art and Design kids and then the kids from like the little private schools so we would just hang out in the park after school for hours and hours and we got to know like all the homeless people there <laughs> like there was this guy there was this guy uh, Mike Fish and they called him that because he was always drunk as a fish, and it was like all these different, all the people kind of either lived in the park or were just parkheads, you know, from like the kids who people who sold drugs there to the homeless people to just like the hippie type of people, so it was like. So after school, I was just always hanging in the park, and sometimes I would say I was like sleeping, staying at friends' house. We would sleep in the park. We really? would go to raves at night, like on weekends. I would tell my mother I was going to stay at a friend's house, and this is before cell wow. phones, where kids could actually lie to their fucking parents because, yeah. like, yo, yeah. what's it like? Who are they calling? They're they're not going to call, you know, your friend's mom's house right. in the middle of the night. Like there was no, there's no texting, nothing like that. So you could like lie to your parents. So I'd be like, listen, I'm staying over this or this person's house. You know, overnight We'd like We'd go catch like a train To Baltimore Go to like a rave Come back Come back at Uh. 5 o'clock In the morning Sleep in the meadow We knew everybody So we would just sleep You know, as long as It was warm enough That's awesome We'd sleep at the meadow Then we'd do the same thing The next night And then I would just Call my mother from payphones Every now and then Be like, yo, I'm chilling Everything's cool Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, My My favorite
2: part Of this whole scenario Is 87 kids in a brownstone That sounds like A hostage situation (laughs) to me It was
3: awesome It was was like And there, there were 11 kids Who graduated Eleven kids in my graduating class. And Jeez. I graduated fine. I never I mean you don't yeah. need school now anyway. For so shit. so
2: you were a bad kid in New York who got shipped off to Massachusetts. I was a, a sensitive kid. I agree with
3: bad. Sensitive slash
2: bad kid that got shipped off to uh, to Massachusetts. That place didn't work out, so then your mom was like, come back, I'm going to send you five blocks away to boarding school.
3: No, it wasn't five blocks away. We were living in Queens at that point, oh, so yeah. it was on the there
2: Upper West go. Side. All right. Oh, well, yeah, to, to New Yorkers, that is such a long stretch, but to us, Queens nah, to the Upper West Side. How, yeah. many,
0: how many miles is that, actually? Six? Like, I mean, I don't know. Get yeah, your phone out. Six. Probably, probably yeah, six, five six or six maybe. miles. I, yeah.
3: Well, it depends where Which you're is Queens you are. Which
2: is
0: nothing to most people, but in New York City, five or six miles, especially when you're going from borough to borough, whew, that's an
3: eternity. Yeah, I used to end That's an hour drive. I, I used to envy like I remember I went to sleepaway Camp, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm Jewish. That's what we do. I went to sleepaway Camp and it was like up in Pennsylvania. And everybody was from like Roslyn or Scars there, like Long Island or parts of yeah. Jersey, right? Yeah. So it was so funny. Like everyone's like, you know, you have your trunk, like your foot locker. Everyone's trunk is like this nice clean one. Like nice <laughs> clean black trunk. Mine's got like fucking all my friends, like graffiti tags all <laughs> over the shit. Like it just looks yeah. so different. And it was like they, I, I so envied the fact that like you know they either they had their parents drove them to school. they yeah. had houses with backyards. Like I was hopping the subway at like ten years old and like you know, hopping the subway at like ten going into the city. We'd go to Eighth Street and like buy butterfly knives and shit like that. Like yeah. that's the shit we used to do. Man. Now, now when
0: you look when you look on that now, are you glad that that was what you had as your background, or do you still wish?
3: I don't know, man. I think I go back and forth. Like for me, it was like, I I look at people who kind of just like grew up in a small town and kind of have that, you know, that that sort of normal American life. And I'm like, wow, that that seems so wholesome and nice to me. (laughs) And I just feel like, I just feel like I grew up in such a, like growing up in the city is such a crazy environment. I kind of feel like. You, f- you feel like you have an edge on shit because you're yeah. exposed to so yeah. much, but like your head's just going But brr- you know what, yeah. man, as someone who lived, all three of us grew
2: up yeah. in what you, what you were like, oh, man, that's great. But I can't speak for them, but I know that I, I'm, I, I just met you. Right. I'm listening to your story already, and I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking badass. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Because you're on the subway at 10 years old. I visit my brother, and his kid runs out. Meanwhile, my brother's got a giant yard. The kid the, You know One of the two kids Runs out to the front door And, and it, it, they're screaming And yelling To get back into the house And we're right. like w-, and My New York mentality Now is like Why There's like First of all This is the suburbs There's barely any cars coming Like nothing's gonna happen yep. Yeah But you're At 10 years old You're just saying You know I, I, I'm going to
3: Baltimore Dude <laughs> No that was, at, that, was at, that was that like, was that was, no, that was at 16 That was more oh, like okay. 16 But no, dude It was cool I remember We used to skateboard Right <laughs> yeah. we, used to we, skateboard. To we used to skateboard We used to skateboard Board when I was like Between like I guess we started skateboarding Around like 12 years old And I lived in We used to skateboard To the Western Beef Steal a bunch of like Beef jerky <laughs> Shit like that the stuff Western to Beef
0: By the way Is a grocery store Here in New York City It's, like, a, it's like
3: It's like The ghetto grocery yeah, store Yeah very Yeah Very much it, Yeah That's what it is Like the subsidized grocery We used to go to Western Beef And then we'd skate Over to John F. Kennedy Airport Wow On the side of the highway It's incredible Because they had like These banks Like you know Like the, the way The dividers were um, the way the dividers were, where, where the airplanes used to, like, o- off the runway, where so, like, yeah, you know, those yeah, red and exactly white things, yeah. they kind of yeah. look like ramps. We used to fucking hop the fence at JFK Airport and skate, like, almost oh, use, like, those... My. It's like federal well, I don't know what you call it. Like the, wow. I don't know what you would call those it's things. It's called like, trespassing. No, no, no. I know that. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. The, the, like, when you land at an airport, there's there red and white kind of, like, Barry, things that look barriers like barriers that of? keep the plane yeah. from going yeah. into the ocean. <laughs> we used to, like, skate on those shits, get thrown wow. out. Like, wow. Yeah, we used to do crazy shit, man. That's so
2: funny. I wonder now, I wonder if people did that specifically now with security being so tight. Like, if 12-year-olds the defense that were skating. What would happen to these 12-year-olds? Would the security just be like go home or would it be much uh, a
3: much bigger deal? I feel deal? like dude, now
1: it's a huge deal. No, yeah, it's a yeah. giant. Security New York was like... nuts.
3: dude, you could smoke like in restaurants at yeah. the time yeah. I'm talking about this. Like New York was nuts in the 80s. I remember that shit when I, I look I dude, I remember Getting my like I was like always like a little kind of chubby kid, you know what I mean? Yeah and I remember getting my fucking starter jacket stolen. I remember getting Air Jordan stolen. I remember getting like bikes stuff. Like I remember getting jumped at like getting stuff stolen. Like I like I, all that stuff like when like New York in the eighties was like ugh. It was you know what's eighties and nineties. You know what's interesting about that because I grew up in South Florida. Oh, where? In, what part? In Fort Lauderdale. Oh, I was just there, man. Right. I Great. flew Spirit Airlines. Don't together. ever do that again. Uh, Ninety-seven pesos uh, to get from here <laughs> yeah. to uh, Fort Lauderdale, and Spirit Airlines. And you have
0: to have the actual <laughs> tra- <laughs> transaction has to be made. But in
3: growing peso. up,
2: we had a lot of, and still, it's always been this. But we had a lot of transplants from New oh, York. Oh yeah, totally. All the bad kids from New York would get shipped to South Florida. My grandparents. So. <laughs> Them
3: That's the rehab capital
2: of the world. Well, the, no, the grandparents would go down first to retire. And then the kids of the, the, the grandkids would act bad in New York City and be like, you're going to go there uh-huh. with your grandparents. That's yeah. why I
3: was just there. My, and family. Then, <laughs> exactly. my, my, my dad and my brothers
2: are there. So really? I, I'll yeah. never forget in seventh grade, there was this girl named Jill, uh, who I hope maybe she's listening. I have no idea if she is or not. <laughs> odds are. She is. But you never know. But Jill was such a badass because she th- here's this girl. And she's wearing like a starter jacket, like you said. Yeah, it was like Justins. a. It was like a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably stole. I it. got robbed by chicks. looked a like lot. she took it off of a chubby kid. <laughs> yeah. She literally, she literally came into our into our nice little suburban middle school, and would just terrify motherfuckers. You know, she'd be like, "I'll steal your lunch money. I'll steal this. I'll steal that." And the whole time, I'm like, "Am I supposed to be afraid of this girl? Right? Because I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. Like, what's going on?" And that's why. That's why kids like you guys. who who got shipped off to South Florida were like the the terrorizing bullies. It's all making sense to me. I was certainly not a bully. Well, yeah. you weren't. a I was a bully. too little to be a bully. But oh, okay. still, if you had gone to South Florida and just been right. a New Yorker, You'd have been then you Yeah. Then you were. You weren't meaning to be a bully. Get you it. just had that New York energy. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, you yeah. At such a young age, that to us, we're like, he's really intense. He's really mean. Yeah. He's gonna beat me up. And that's yeah. how.
0: If you had come, if you had come to my school with the savvy that you had, wait, where are you New from? York, York? So, I'm from Texas. Uh, oh wow. So yeah, if you had come to my school with that kind of savvy, people been they wouldn't known what to do. They you would have shot, shot me. You would have either they would have sh- e- they would
3: have my jew horns on the front well, of see, their here's, cadillacs <laughs> here's the they, first of all they, first of all
0: they they would they would have said jewish uh what that's that's eight that's eight days of christmas right <laughs> like we had a weird we like had two jewish kids in the whole school and they were both good looking and got all the women so really my, so my stereotypes of jewish men oh were way off base when i got up here oh man um, that's but def- but yeah, had you shown up with all that New York savvy, you would have you would have either been like worshiped by people or reviled I by people. I don't I don't
3: know if it was savvy back then as when dude, when I was like a little kid. Check this out. My dad lived on 14th Street. My parents split when I was early and my mom lived out in Queens and I would come to the city on 14th Street and 3rd Avenue and 14 No, it was 15th Street, I'm sorry that side like 14th Street was always a shithole you know it's like it still kind of sucks now yeah. it was it <laughs> was horrendous and Third yeah. Avenue kind of sucked but my dad had this dope apartment there which I realize is dope now but the city used to terrify me man the second we used yeah. to drive into the city and I remember I just get like nervous like the homeless people used to really? make me nuts like just the loud noises I got like it was hard to I got scared like I was scared of New York I was scared of Manhattan the same way you know because Queens is kind of nicer and quieter Yeah, but more the suburban. Same, yeah but the same way like any, any person who's, you know, I work with dogs a lot, right? We have all Mm -hmm. these dogs that come from out of the state and then they get to Manhattan and it's like, the people call me up because like yo these dogs are freaking out so like that's how I kind of felt as a kid yeah. I was like man this place overwhelmed and scared me I mean I'm talking about when I'm in single digits here by yeah, the time right. I got to double digits I was like alright this is you're like you I want to fight I'm like you know where's the coke <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> now so so you, you work with dogs and you've yeah. uh, now a lot of people may know you from you had a show on what CBS CBS Yeah. you
3: know that from bringing me on stage a few times no I, <laughs> I actually I actually
0: saw you on that show oh I, did you watch yeah, it I did, I oh did. that's cool man I love it love Dogs, oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, what
3: show was this? I had a show. I'm a dog expert, right? So okay. I had a show. But
1: he legitimately is. Like, when, when like someone legit. says it, like, yo, I'm a dog expert. It's like, he legitimately is. Like, probably one in maybe one of the top two or one or two people with dogs like in the country maybe the word like he's an a nice actual, way to say it but you are you're an actual dog yeah for real
2: you yeah. know dogs
3: yeah i know yeah ah, i love yeah. how it took us 15 minutes to get to this <laughs> <laughs> well no that's I, huge. So, we got there yeah it's so huge and i had it there yeah, it's cool so I, I had a you know I, and i have a well we'll talk about the charity in a minute because yeah, i want to plug yeah. it before i leave you but i had a show on cbs called dogs in the city which was kind of like you know they made it like it was sort of like the dog whisper, but it was made by the production company that does The Apprentice so it was like real real big production and it had the whole like kind of sex in the city vibe as like a kitsch where it's sort of like hey this dog this savvy New York dog Dog guy comes in and, like, you know, helps these people with their crazy New York dog problems. Like, you know, you got the rich woman who lives in the penthouse of the Carlisle Hotel. Her babies, you know, she's got a newborn baby who's sitting there wrapped in a blanket because she keeps the thermostat at 50 degrees because she doesn't want her bulldog to be cold. And she's like, hey, I don't know why my dog doesn't act like a normal dog. It was like, all right, lady. Like, check. so that was, that's what my show is about. And then since then, it's shows all over the world. So now I have a show actually in Hong Kong. Do you really? That I do. And, you know, all my friends make fun of me. They're like, is it on the Food Network? I'm like, they don't eat dogs in Hong Kong. They don't.
2: Classic I mean, joke. But, yeah. they like
3: ju- but they, like, just don't eat dogs in Hong Kong. It's like, you know how they don't eat gluten here? It's like, you know, it's new. Wait. So. Do they eat dogs over there? They do in China. They don't in Hong Kong. Okay. But yeah. they're so, But here's the thing. Like, like so, rural China, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like China. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they hate that they do. Like, it's like, it's some. It's so frowned upon by the rest of the country. They're like, this is a fucking... They hate that that's their... Well, but in China... That's what people the think. Poverty in China is so crazy bad. I'm in Hong Kong where it's like, you think New York is a big, crazy city. Yeah. New York looks like an avenue. Really? Yeah, Dude... Their skyline is so much more built up than this it's it's it almost looks identical to New York almost uh-huh. like Chinatown. It's so it just goes on forever and ever and ever And what's cool is like at eight o'clock at night all the buildings they have like um, the animation on the side of them oh, and wow. like when the sun goes down like all the buildings get all like animated and stuff yeah but you know what the great thing about it that I you know I just moved back from LA yeah. is no honking. Yeah. Like th- no one honks Like it's just really? It's just not the culture to hunk. You know what I mean <laughs> They're pushy as shit In other ways they Like get angry, you know what I mean Yeah Yeah they're they like If you don't, don't take it Like they'll grab you By the back of the neck To take <laughs> a picture with them Like yeah. if you're like On TV there They're yeah. like No 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 you you entertain us. You work for us. Yeah. You take picture really. now.
2: I love I really. love the accent.
3: <laughs> like you take picture now. Like if you don't, they're like, what are you like you're a clown? Like I, you're
0: like, you're I like the non committal of that accent. It's just like a very abrupt and brief translation. Crack. I got in and out. Yeah, he went
3: sort of as a translator. <laughs> right. He yeah. sounds like a translator. Right, 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 right. I didn't yeah. like I, I like I pet it. I didn't stick my yeah, hand in his butt he, like, yeah, I just touched
2: exactly. it. I touched it. Exactly. Dude, that's that's so so that's now do you awesome.
0: find that your your upbringing in New York City has conditioned you where you're better able to understand how a dog would perceive the
3: city do you feel like that's a huge player I feel like I know people pretty well Yeah Do you understand Yeah and I feel like I, my sensibilities about my own kind of craziness is what's made me sort of sense. Me and Lance talk about this show all the time. Yeah. Was made, like, I have, like, I, I was, like, a kind of nutso kid who's got, like, OCD and all these little, like, I was just sort of sensitive and a little bit, like, on the spectrum in a way. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, sort of those things that makes me, like, I've always been really sensitive with people and with animals, and it sort of made me kind of just tune into them and really have an understanding of how they think Mm -hmm. and have a very observant eye. So I think between, like, being an artist, like, being a visual artist and having a, always liking, wanting to observe and, and be interested like that and, you know, being a performer, like a comic, someone who's, you know, our job is to sort of analyze and... And to take a different look on life and to sort of see what the real meat of everything is, like to break things down. Uh-huh. And then from like being in New York, just knowing people, like I think it all kind of contributed to having an understanding of dogs and people and seeing how people's miscommunication is right. what the dogs are picking up on. And it makes it very easy, me- easy for me to reverse engineer it that way. Okay. And then, you know, being entertaining as you know, we all are in this room as performers, it's like it's very easy to engage people and instruct and teach and kinda of hold their attention. Whereas I think a lot of people who are dog workers in a way, like, you know, they go into working with dogs because they kinda of suck with people. Yeah. You know, and, and when you're working <laughs> with people and animals, especially to the point where you're doing it on television, you definitely have to be as good with being entertained and communicating information and explaining these to people as you have to be with the dog. So it's like you have to be able to do both. So I think that that's just sort of a natural, I don't know. I'm not i am trying not to sound like, <laughs> like conceited here. When, when, when have you, know, Jason,
1: have you ever, have you ever been on the, uh, around Justin with dogs? I have not, no. It, it don't blow, if you're walking on the street, <laughs> if, the, if the four of us went yeah. outside oh, you, and we walked down the street right now and like, oh, that's New York. There's dogs that go by, big dogs, small dogs, barky dogs. Dogs are barking. Dogs like react to Justin. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's very weird. It's like... It's like they know he's what he knows he's them. The boss. I, I know it's sa- it sounds like like I say, it's like, anyone's like, I know dogs. I know I'm the food guy, I know it,
2: food. It's just like when people are like, yeah. Oh, I could be funny too. I can exactly. get all I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the funniest in my <laughs> office.
0: No, you're not. He's the he's the <laughs> you're dog. Annoying. He's the dog guy because he knows what's going on and they sense. He legitimately what's on. knows dogs. If I'm you, the dog guy because I sort of smell like I'm carrying around food in my pockets. <laughs> A you different know, kind I, of dog That's guy. that's what kind of dog guy he's I am.
3: When did yeah. you
2: when did you first find out? Out your your connection with dogs. I always
3: I always had a thing with animals. Always like I always had a connection with animals, and it was uh, and we had a dog growing up, but. To be honest with you, it was only when I it was like it was in my thirties when I got my own dogs and I started getting involved in animal rescue that I was exposed to like I was always kinda good with dogs, I always loved them, but I was taking in pit bulls and I was take I had cats and I was taking in dogs and they were kinda going in and out of my house and I was figuring out how to do cats. how to well, I don't have them anymore. I was figuring out like I was doing the whole foster thing. And from there, you know, I was as confused as anybody, and I wrote about this in my book. I was confused anybody about like how to handle these dogs when they're acting aggressive and I didn't and yeah. I kept misreading their signs and all this stuff and then just by being around them so much and wanting to help them so much I was like wait a second. I started to just get it and I was like I started to understand how dogs thought and learned and I just kinda became known as this guy in the neighborhood who had like constantly dogs going in and out of his house just that I was fostering and taking care of and I was doing stand-up comedy at night, personal training during the day and then I was like, you know what, I don't want to do personal training anymore. I started a dog walking route in Chelsea, which is like you know, it was predominantly a gay neighborhood. So it was like everybody's got dogs because no one really had kids. I started a dog walking <laughs> route yeah, there. That's interesting. That's interesting. a very New York that's thing. True, yeah. Very so New York thing. So, so I started a dog walking route there and I was making more money than I did personal training. And because I was with, you know, 20, 30 dogs a day, all the little stuff that owners complained about, I was able to fix up really quickly. So it went from dog walking to dog training. And then it was like, you know I never sought out To do this But I got I started getting Recommended by Pet stores And then vets And then people Started hearing my name And I got You know Some guy up on a farm Was like I heard you're real good With dogs from my vet I've got this cattle dog That's attacking my horses You think you could fix that And in my mind I was like I, you, Probably Like I, I don't see yeah. Why i don't see why it would be so difficult Like kind of like A guy who's good With stereo equipment Be like hey Could you sort of Fix out the Can you fix the CB In my truck You'd be like I kind of just get yeah, yeah, I yeah. get so dogs I The way understand. someone gets yeah. Like electronic so I was like, yeah. So I, you know, they 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 drew, they picked me up in a city, drove me up to this farm upstate, and within like twenty minutes, I was like, yeah, I'll show you how I fixed sort of the problem with the dogs and the horses, and it just it, things kept evolving like that. And then I'm um,
2: fucking petrified of horses.
3: Oh, are you? Yeah. I actually had to get good with horses because at this point, I've worked with so many dogs and horses now, so now I know a little bit about horses. That's great. Can I interrupt but, for one second? Yeah, sure. I want
1: to hear the but. But I I've been in a dog park with Justin in this city. He's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to a circus? He's the ringleader. <laughs> it's like dogs are fighting. You're and being to like, it. It's crazy. He's like other people's dogs. Like you're yeah. not even his, but like they're commanding. Ju- he like, he's commanding mm-hmm. in a good way. He's commanding the dog park as a ringleader. So yeah. I'm just
3: saying when you're, uh, you're I appreciate doing, that. in this
1: farm, it's what you're doing too. Because there's horses, there's dogs. yeah,
3: and, and then you have to deal with the like the, the the horse trainer who they're always like these tough bitches who are just like who's this city <laughs> slicker here? I'm like, all right, cool it out, lady. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll is, still beat your ass. This is fucking fascinating. So wait, so now, so wait, so now. So so then I start, so then I'm doing stand-up comedy, I'm working with dogs, I got this cool dog training company, you know, everybody, like, I've, you know, I've, I'm making, like, a decent living doing that, and then I'm working at Boston Comedy Club, which is uh, Comedy Village, that's uh-huh. where, right around the time yeah, we met, Yeah, yeah. and I started this little charity called Funny for Fido, because, like, I had Wednesday nights, yeah. I had Wednesday nights there, so they were, so PJ Landers was like, yo, do something to get people in here on Wednesday, I'm like, all right, we'll do a little benefit, so I started this thing called Funny for Fido, and I threw, like, a five comics on in the what thing, what year is this? This is... This is like 11 years ago. Okay, I can't yeah. do math. Or mm-hmm. I told you my story with yeah, school. Yeah. <laughs> so we Y'all did it. don't care for and we, math. We, we, they don't. They we don't. raised a few thousand bucks for like the rescue shelters that I adopted my pit bulls from. And then next year we did it at Stand Up New York. And then we did it again at Stand Up. And then we did it at Caroline's uh-huh. for like six years. And now and like everyone's done it. Attell does it. Colin Quinn's done it. Amy Schumer's done it. I mean, I don't know if she's doing it now. Jim Gaffigan did it last time. Judah Friedland. Everybody's uh-huh. done it. And now we're doing it actually... I'll just say now. We're doing it every month at The Stand. Every month. We're doing it... I Uh, wanted to make it smaller. We're doing it every month at The Stand, and the first one is actually... um, The first one is January 11th, Wednesday night, and if you guys are interested in that charity or making a donation or even coming to the shows, just go to funnyforfido.org. You can read all about what we do, but that's like... Because I had that show, CBS took a look at what I was doing, and they're like, oh, shit, like, you do all these interesting things, and then they gave me my own dog training show. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah. it was it was just, like, all these things that, I, like, I never, like, all the things, like, you go into entertainment, and all the things, like, the way I thought it was going to work out, I was like, shit, I'll be <laughs> the next Mark Wahlberg. It was like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm cocky, I'm 5'7", you know, I lift weights. Yeah. I was like, I'll be able to do But it ended up being all the other things in my life that ended up kind of you know, working out. I love like there was this confluence. Like, you know, I love yeah, that word. Yeah. We're like all those things kind of came together. And For those that are, are, uh, are only listening to this. He brought his fingers together
0: as he said confluence right. which is the proper pronunciation a lot of people don't know that it involves a hand gesture it is right yeah, you have yeah, to do that is. yeah if you're doing it in public
3: I, am i talking too much I'm no
2: I no, no. so, oh, dude i'm all, i'm sitting here i'm i'm just listening like wow i've
3: done nothing no i feel like i've done so then i had my so then my book came out which is cool and then it you know that's you know and and now i'm and what's like what's your book called oh the language of dogs which is okay. named after my company it basically explains not only, it's split, it's prescriptive nonfiction, so it's like, if you have a dog and you want to learn how to, fic, you know, if they're peeing on the couch, you want to learn how to walk them without pulling or have them not f- get into arguments with other dogs, it's like, hey, this is how to do all that, but it's also got the stories of, like, as I was coming up and working with dogs, how I learned how to do this with them. So you'll understand the theories that I have about how I think about dogs. And if you adopt those, you'll just understand it that much better. You know, it's like if you read the manual on how to do something, like how to fix something on your car, you'll be able to fix it. But if you really learn how the engine works, you'll really how to un- understand how to drive the car. I kind of made it like a mix of those two things. So yeah. it's got some philosophy, but it's got a lot of practical tips in it too. And it's cool. So yeah. So then, so, now, so then I moved to LA for two years after that show produced. I basically spent the past two years like camping. I bought a Jeep. I never had a car wow, until really? I was 39. That's I a New York never, thing. That's yeah, a New York thing. New York. I've had a driver's license. I drive whenever I go on vacation, but I never had a car. And I was like, fuck this. I want a car. I want a car and I want to go camping. And Were I want you afraid to-, to drive or no?
2: Because growing up in South Florida, a lot of transplanted New Yorkers who never had to drive I was, then got down to South Florida, and they were like, I, I, I'm I, afraid to drive right now. At this
3: point, I, I used to be when I, when I was like 18, 19, 20. But here's the thing. I used to go down to Florida to visit my dad for like holidays, yeah. and I was like a club kid. Because I, pro- I promoted nightclubs here in New York for years, right? So I go down to Florida. What, what the fuck did you not do? I did a God. lot of shit. So, I pro- so listen, so I used to go down to Florida, right? And I go see my dad for a day. I'd be like, fuck this. I'd take his Jeep and I'd go down to Miami, get a hotel room overnight. This is when I'm like 22. Get a hotel room overnight, go clubbing by myself, try to find some chick to bring South back Beach. to the hotel. Oh hell yeah! It's no, like the, it's unbelievable. So that, so that I kind of learned to drive, like going from like my dad's house in sex. Boca to, to sex made you learn to drive. I never got much sex. Uh, I, I just ended up dancing. It was lot. the I pursuit. was a good break dancer. It was the pursuit of it. So I moved. So I moved yeah. to L.A. after the show. Who is this guy? So I moved to L.A. after the show. I got a Jeep. Right. I got my. I brought my dog with me on the plane because he's got all his service certificates to do all that shit. I mean, yeah. we, we travel everywhere. Me and this dude. He just passed away, but oh man, oh it was a bummer. But we, I got a jeep. I bought all this camping equipment, and I just delved into like the outdoor lifestyle. And I was camping in like Joshua Tree. I showed you the pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. I was camping in Joshua Tree in Ohio, and I got like a buddy of mine who loved to go camping. Awesome. I've got like five different stoves and ovens that I <laughs> used. I learned how to like you know, oh I learned how to make fishing equipment, all this shit on my own, even when you don't have it. And I bas- basically spent the past two years like doing all that nature shit that I never really did as a kid. And then I just moved back to New York. And now I'm doing a podcast for you guys. There you <laughs> <go. Wow. laughs> that's Jesus. current. That's I love that's it. a life story. There you and go. And the
0: beautiful thing is he counts this among his top five accomplishments, being on this podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> do, man.
2: I, I have a question for you. Sure. And, and and I'm sorry if this annoys you. I'm I, I'm pretty sure you know where I may be going, but
3: do My sister has a dog, who? Go. Do you
2: like... <laughs> Do you get compared to Cesar Millian? Do you like being compared to Cesar
3: Millian? How did Cesar Millian become that person? <laughs> hey, wait. You're from Florida? Yeah. Are you Latin? Yeah. Is that how you really say his last name? Because you're the first time... Millian? Millian. It's not Milan? I no. Cesar Milan. Millian? Millian. Wow. He also really? loves
1: quesadillas. Does nah. he love the quesadillas?
3: I know it's
2: an insulting question because, like, we're here for you. No. But, yeah. But I'm listening to you, and I'm like, I, I wonder, who, a, who else does anyone know in no, the dog a, world business? Because he had his own show on whatever, the, the Animal Channel. He's is still the, on. He's, he's still
3: on? Yeah, he's been killing it.
0: I, basic, um, I basically, the three top dog experts that I know of are Cesar Milan, Millan. Millan. Sorry, I still, I'm not going to say <laughs> nice it. Nice job. Um, nice job, Texan. Justin. and then Steve Irwin. And Christopher Guest uh, for uh, Best in Show. That's it. That's, <laughs> it. That's number three. That's number three. It drops off to parody after two.
3: I, I think I think people would compare me just when they say, oh, what do you do? And I say, well, saying the word like I'm a, do- I'm a dog trainer. Oh, and they're like, but it's kind of like, they're like, okay, so, but I'm also like a dog trainer on TV. And I've written, but it's like, I, I try to, so they go, oh, you're a dog whisperer. Now, where does that term come from? Yeah, it comes yeah. from him. From so him. they go, oh, so you're like Caesar. Now- what they mean is, like, you're a guy who trains dogs on TV and helps solve people's problems. I'm like, yeah. But if you're sort of looking deeper into it, it's almost like if someone said you're a comedian, they go, oh, like like Richard Pryor? It's like, well, you're, you're probably a little different than Richard Pryor. So, like Caesar... They yeah, you stink. It, 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 from <laughs> <laughs> I
2: have set some shit on fire <laughs> yeah, That is true
3: <laughs> So from if you're looking at it from the helicopter You're basically, alright, well you know from, a, from above, this guy trains dogs And he's had TV shows, yes But in terms of sort of like what we do And the theories and things like that We're very, we're as different as you would be from another from comic that had a podcast. Yeah, from Richard Pryor. Yeah. yeah. So, so do people compare me? I don't think they. I. You know what? They a lot of time when my show is out and it hasn't been for a long time, people would compare me in terms of like they'd be like, "Oh, we like him because he's not like Caesar in this way," or we. So it was like that. They were they were just looking for another point of reference. I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what I'm saying? Didn't did that bother you? No. What bothered me is I never. What bothered me was that how scrutinized I was mm-hmm. and how on television so many little edits and things like that like you, as when you're doing a show as like an expert and you're checking it for accuracy it's like little they, they miss things all the time yeah. like our, our show was a very big production and it was the fastest show in history that CBS ever put on from the inception of idea to greenlit so we had no time to prep and they had never done a show like that especially an hour on primetime so I would so they never had prep. I never had it prep was on these. Yeah, oh, I would wow. just show up and right. I'd be like, "Hey, a this is time. what I'm gonna do," and they were premiering it as we were shooting it, which never happened. So as an expert, that's crazy. You're supposed to check it for accuracy to be like, "Hey, you want to capture me doing A, B, C, D? All this stuff over here was sort of a waste because it- so they were doing the best that they could, but they missed a lot of things. Like there were, for example, there was time that I was training a blind dog how to walk properly in a pack of dogs and get the owner less nervous about that. So all the dogs I used were blind. But they missed that completely on the edit. So they're yeah. like, all right, so it just looks like I'm just walking like why would he be just walking this dog in a pack of dogs? What what is this teaching anybody? So they missed a lot of things. So yeah. what would make me frustrated is that I didn't have control over a lot of that stuff. And at the same time, they're trying to find the most they're trying to find the most entertaining yeah, aspects because right. they're trying to like, you know, if something dramatic happens, they're gonna they're gonna beef that up. They're, they're gonna amplify, amplify that. So even if there's something like a dog gets a little snarly or aggressive or something like that they're going to make it look like oh my god this terrible thing you know just like any reality show they're like after the break tina and tanya really get into it and it's like you know (laughs) she's upset that she drank all like you know the coffee creamer and like you know it's not a big deal so what would make me upset is how much people would sort of scrutinize and watch it and then kind of have a magnifying glass on me looking to criticize me and these were other these were other people who were in Like the dog training world Who are kind of like You know Fuck this guy Like why does he have a TV show I've been a vet tech I've been a vet for 20 years Yeah You know And so they're looking To kind of poke holes in it Just like anybody Haters Yeah Haters. Yeah. And I, when you get, like, emails and there were, like, website, and listen, it was 90% good criticism, but you asked me if something bothered me, so I'm telling yeah. you what bothered and me. And you're yeah, going to
1: yeah. get negative. It's it, that many feedback. Yeah. Get I'm
3: negative. such a sensitive dude that when people are like, you know, there was this one chick who had, like, you know, debunking Justin Silver, and it was like, she was up my ass with every little thing I did, and I was like, hey... There were things I did There were some mistakes And like I never came, I never claimed to be like The expert of expert I'm like listen i good with dogs I'm constantly learning I know what I'm doing But there was like I What I didn't like is When you're on a pedestal like that Yeah How How You know How much attention there is on you You know what I'm saying Like a lot of that kind of made me Want to back off wow. from it And so now we're looking to do Another show actually With Animal Planet That's more comedy based Cause like I don't want to be like The fucking end all yeah. be all I don't want to be the one That everyone's like you know, I don't want to be everybody's authority on shit yeah. I feel like that puts you I don't want to be like that I want to have a good time And if people learn something in the process Because they're a fan That's cool But I don't want to be like an authority anymore Now do you do you
0: find that doing it on Animal Planet Is going to be a different level of creative control That you'll have
1: over I, the show?
3: I don't know Because well, my show in Hong Kong I have a lot of creative control Which is cool Yeah And it's actually better than It's funny Like they, It's a they, whole different show Whole different show Oh alright um, it's where he interviews dogs about politics it's, That's it's that one crazy
0: It's crazy <laughs> <laughs> They must have a lot to say now oh, yeah. yeah they do <laughs> Even dogs now
3: um, This one I don't know This one is more comedy based And it's not just dogs It's And we're about to okay. shoot the pilot for it So I don't know how much I can say And can't say And All it's, right. it's certainly not picked up yet So I'm, I'll come back on yeah, you know, yeah Hopefully I'll be back on And be like on hey, it. hey guys watch this You know
2: Dude, this is I I've, I'm like a child right now. I'm, it's fascinating. It man. is totally fascinating. Um I have so many questions. Now, just i want to hog them all
0: yeah i mean do you have no no go okay. ahead i was gonna say like is there i mean we've sort of centered around your life as a kid and your life with dogs is there any other part of your life in new york that you wanted to tell a story from i didn't want to stand up
3: is the best i yeah. mean you know like i came back to kind of just like i how much i miss that it's like we're all in this like little yeah. insular world <laughs> that is so fucking cool i mean i remember you know i I mean, I re- like, out of all the cool things I did, like, you know, from, like, you know, growing up in a city and being, like, a club promoter and, like, you know, I remember when I was, like, doing, like, I was promoting nightclubs, right, and I was sober at the time. I, I stopped drinking. I didn't drink or do any drugs for, like, 10 years, right, and I was doing nightclub promotion, and I remember, like, I, I, I was so addicted to, like, you know, being the center of attention in that world, and yeah. all the chicks are good-looking, and so, you know, <laughs> you get them at That's another fascinating and, world. That, I, I, dude.
2: I but I've somewhat dabbled into that, and it's just like, what? It's, so mu- it's too it's much. It's insane. It's such an ego thing. <laughs> you're, you're, your nights start literally at 11 and, p.m. At midnight. <laughs> at That's 11 crazy. p.m., midnight. But then when you move to... And then you're at Veselka at like
3: 9. Yes, in the Veselka. Morning. Oh, absolutely. With <laughs> Just with Always. drunken models. This is first time hearing of Veselka you never heard You've of, never a heard of a After Save the Robots, dude. You go to Save the Robots for after hours, then you it's go insane. to Vaselka. I'm in bed. <laughs> I used to go to Nell's. Remember where the biggie thing in the back of the club is where okay. you find me, where he's like peeing in the urinal and the girl walks up? That's Nell's. We used to promote that club at that time. I remember when that weekend, when they were like, yeah, we're shut down for the week to do this video. I was like, ah, fuck.
1: Wow. I remember I remember <laughs> that.
3: I remember that clearly. Ah, oh, geez. That's great. At the same time, that's when I was boxing at Chelsea Piers, and I had the same trainer. This is a cool New York thing. Me, Jay-Z, Damon Dash, and Q-Tip, all the same boxing trainer. And those are dudes I would like, you know, we wouldn't hit each other because they're bigger than me. But, you know, those are the dudes I would, like, train with. You sparred with these guys? I would move around with Damon a little bit, like, to the body. He's a big dude, so, you know, he's bigger than you think. But, you know, it's sort of like, no, we just had the same coach like you know work a lot on the head pads and stuff like that like no one was trying to hurt each other yeah but of course you, you yeah. move you go in to move around them a little yeah bit. yeah but I remember like when I when I started doing stand-up I was like yo fuck nightclub promotion like because it's like this is you know the creative endeavor is so rich in and of itself mm-hmm. and then it's sort of like if you like and I don't do it for this like I'm being dead honest I don't do it for this but all that sort of stuff you're looking for in terms of like attention from women I'm like when you do well, it's all there anyway. So I was like I never wanted to leave the comedy club. I was like, fuck nightclubs and shit yeah. like that. Like, let me do this thing that I actually love and care about. And it's like, hopefully, I'll do well on stage and yeah. see if you can, like, you know, see what's at the bar afterwards. <laughs> like, I was People like, you know, for you
1: No, I. You were so funny. It, it, feel, it doesn't. It doesn't feel bad.
3: No, yeah, it's you like know, you know, yeah, it's not. Like nice. It's not, dude. It's like, we're all narcissistic if we're comics. But of it's, course, it, I'm just trying to get across. I never like. I was never the dude who was like, let me go do comedy so I can go get pussy. Sure, sure. But you know how it's sort of like the validation. It's like stick. You know, it's like stick and validation ceremony. But anything feels
1: good. You play like I, I. I. You guys play sports in high school. If your team won, yeah. it feels good when your team wins and you come Score off and people like you guys yeah. did great. Like, it, it, and it's,
2: it's also like a, a more direct line. If we were to say, if you know, getting laid is the goal, not. That it, we've we've all mentioned so far that it isn't, but it does come with. So it's like, all right, cool. I did well on stage. That's a that's a much quicker avenue. Than going to a club and being the promoter, yeah. but the, and then afterwards it's like, hey, I brought all these girls, but then all these celebrities came and they all left with the girls, and you're yeah. just like, oh, oh god. Oh, <laughs> but you I'm know at the the,
3: the cool thing about comedy is like, in a way, like my act is so vulnerable and honest in a way. Like yeah. I talk about like my childhood, I talk about weird shit, I talk about like OCD when I was a kid. Yeah. My shit, I feel like it's so vulnerable. I feel like if I meet somebody after the show, I'm like, all right, what do you have to say now? Like you kind <laughs> well, of, yeah. I
0: really divulged the truth here. The interesting thing about your stuff is you do you do a lot of vulnerable stuff but at the same time you're a comic you're sort of controlling the room so you're you're sort of at so, the same time the alpha yeah. and you're vulnerable Right. and you're basically throwing both of those out to the audience so if you get a, if a girl is going to go for somebody afterwards you've got the perfect sort of vehicle to get I hope to so let them
3: know it's it's <laughs> been re- it's been weird coming it's been weird coming back F- to stand up after uh, after after a break in L. A. So you been, were off for how like, long? I was off for like two years. You were off I to mean, stand
1: up for that whole time, that whole kind of travel adventure.
3: Well, I was doing other TV stuff, yeah, so okay, that was yeah. like. But I was like, there was it was like a yeah. yeah he, he, was, was grinding, he was still you know, more little,
0: successful than us. There
3: was <laughs> no, I was there was like little no. There were moments, you know. I was still doing funny for yeah, Fido. Yeah, there yeah. were, but the stage time in L. A. If you're not on that grinder, is like it's so sure. much more. It's so much more sparse than it is here.
1: Well, New York, you're out. You're out one a.m., two a.m. every night, going at like yeah. that, that kind of grind.
3: Yeah, I've worked, I've written more. I I come back to it with such a passion and such an appreciation for it. I've written more. And worked more shit out in yeah. the past five months than I think I did, like, in two years prior. That's awesome. Really? With all that life. And I was like, and I feel it's like riding a bike. It's like a month yeah, back. You get the there. rust off. And I feel like that voice is, like, stronger than it's ever yeah, been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You do- also have the two years prior to look back on and ride about as opposed to yeah. being in yeah, it and
2: being true. like, oh, what, what can I yeah. write about right now?
3: And there, it's not like I was, you know, and I was yeah. working pretty prolifically before that. I was, at, you know, working at the cellar mm-hmm. and all that stuff. We've done Caroline's yeah. a million times together, me and Lance. So, you know, so... Make sure people yeah. know that. Where yeah, where, we where done, were we? We've done Caroline's yeah, a million yeah, times. A million together. times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my sort of New York <laughs> that's story. That's good. That's,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, you've, you've had a New York story from every angle of New York, almost, from growing up you here, know, from moving back here, from...
2: Uh, I, I'm I'm actually... Dude, you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I think the fact that you talked about... Because we've had other guests who grew up in New York, and they go right to an adult story. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard, like, kids' story growing up in New York. Oh, yeah? The the fact that you slept in the park. Oh, yeah, awesome. dude. Because uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends who may listen to this, they have kids down in South Florida. And, and to imagine that their kid would go... Fucking take a train to Baltimore. I'm, <laughs> s- I'm still stuck on that one. No, we would, we would we char- would No, we
3: would charter a bus.
2: But we get our own bus charters. <laughs> whatever. We had this
3: one kid, Milky. His name was Milky because he was a, he was a Portuguese kid and the por- <laughs> from from Jersey. that a bigger and he was like this badass motherfucker who like from sold. From Newark. Sold, Newark area. F- yeah. Yeah. And of he, his name was Milky, because he could lactate. Jeez. <laughs> what? So, Milky and my boy Jeff, who's actually dead now, but um, he could lactate. So we, we called him Milky, but he was like this smart kid who was like a hustler. So he was like, yo, everybody throw 50 bucks in. We're going to charter this bus. And we'd get these badass, like, you know, like tour buses. And like us and like 60 kids would go down to like these raves that were like overnight. Yeah. I was Holy big damn. into like the rave days when I came, when I was like, you know, 15. Well, I, loved I asked that my, shit.
2: I asked my mom for $50 to go to grad night, which is in uh, Disney World. <laughs> That's what I did. I went
1: to Grad Night. You yeah. went to Grad Night? Yeah. What's that?
2: <laughs> where they shut down Disney World for the night and they let high school students in. I went
3: Senior to a year. I went to a yeah. rave called Camp Earth where they shut down An amusement park (laughs) They shut down An amusement park For two days They shut down An amusement park They shut down Pennsylvania We just took it over They shut an amusement park This is one of the ones That we took a bus to They shut an amusement park Down for two days I remember I took I was on a bunch of Ecstasy and acid Going on roller coasters And then like It was fucking dope
2: dude Oh that's fucking
3: awesome Uh, No kids in the park Just a bunch of kids (laughs) Kids dressed like
0: Uh. Fucking uh, we're going to definitely have to have you back. Oh, yeah, man. I could punished, just go and go and go, but, uh, man.
3: I got a lot of these. Stories. How can people get in touch with you? How can people uh, find you? So this is it. I am Justin Silver is my website, my Instagram, my Twitter, and my Facebook, where you can find links to the project I'm working on right now, which is Funny for Fido that, as I said, is every month. Um, first one is um, – the first one is – um, January 11th 8 o'clock at the stand it's a small club so that show is going to sell it real quick and it's if great, you're into dogs you. we give all the money to the dogs that are the most in need um, so if you guys want to make donations for the holiday season you can absolutely do that but otherwise you can find out everything I'm doing on I am Justin Silver through any of those social medias or through, uh, through, the, uh, through my website that's awesome cool Woo! great stories thanks, thanks for so coming fun. through man yeah thanks for having me yeah for sure alright
2: later
0: Thank you for listening. You can check out any previous episodes at CrazyNewYorkStories.com. Check out our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Stories. And if you're a listener and have a story of something that happened to you in New York City, send us an email at stories at CrazyNewYorkStories.com, and maybe we'll use it on the show.